Welcome to the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, E. Vandervliet, with his trusted canine sidekick, Woody, where we bring you the news raw, unfiltered, and with no chaser. And welcome to another segment of the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. E. Vandervliet here, of course, with his trusted canine co-host, Woody. Woody, how you doing? Woof. Woody is the um, dogsman of the podcast, and he keeps us on track. So I'm going to continue to flesh out this media manipulation and how they want you to sit down and shut up. So what the media is doing, and they, they're helping the Biden campaign do this as well, is they're sowing so many seeds of doubt to get you thinking right now that Biden is the president-elect, and he is not. He is not the president-elect. If Trump came out today and conceded this race, Biden would be the president-elect. Trump has not. If all of the states certified the results and they were to Biden, it all added up, Biden would be the president-elect. They have not. He is not. But the media wants you to believe that he has been anointed as the president-elect because at the end of this article, by the time all of this gets to the Supreme Court, everyone, including the nine for now justices, uh, will be so used to the idea of President-elect Biden that it would look like the worst sort of judicial activism, uh, the thing that Trump and his supporters are supposed to be against, to overturn the victory of the candidate. The media insists he has won. And if the Supreme Court goes ahead anyway and finds that there was significant voter fraud and that Trump actually did win the election, Antifa and Black Lives Matters are poised to burn down more cities while the Times and its colleagues insist that the Republicans have stolen the election in the courts. Uh, the article goes on, it is diabolically clever plan. It, it's, it's a diabolically clever plan, yet one principal, principal obstacle that the Times and the rest of the establishment media face today and trying to get away with it is that the 2020 election has been the red pill of all red pills. Millions of Americans are now onto them. They won't find it so easy to fool the public as it has been for them in the past. And that's absolutely right. The media is using you and they're trying to manipulate you and they're, they're planting all the seeds of doubt. So now all of a sudden people are going to go, wow, uh, maybe he did win. I'm tired of this. I want it to be over. So I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to accept it. And there are millions and millions of people that are starting to do that. They're starting to sway that way. It is a tall order in Michigan. There's no doubt. But it doesn't mean you don't fight for every vote. And let's say of those 146,123 votes for Biden, 46,000 were bad that need to be tossed out. Good. I don't care. Uh, we need to suss it out because they cannot and should not get away with this. Uh, Wisconsin's only 20,000 vote difference. When you're that close in a presidential election, I'm sorry. You should suss that out. Arizona, same thing. Georgia, hey, we're going to do a hand count here in Georgia, by the way. Uh, and California, um, I'm sorry, um, Pennsylvania. I mean, look at all these irregularities out here, ladies and gentlemen. Don't let the media allow you to be mentally fatigued that you just want it over with. We have until December 14th. Think about that. That's when the Electoral College meets. We have until December 14th to suss all of this out. Let the Trump administration take care of it, and they will. Rudy Giuliani is a bulldog. He won't back down. There's nothing going to back down Rudy Giuliani. Jay Sekulow, another one of Trump's attorneys, he's, he's a bulldog too. He's not going to back down. Trump, Trump is the bulldog of all bulldogs. He's not going to back down. The media, though, is going to wear you out. 
they're going to push and push and push and push and push. In fact, here is from Reuters. And I mean, this is so disingenuous. And this is how the media lies. And this is an absolute lie. Uh, in an article from Reuters, Biden says nothing will stop transition as Trump vows new legal action. Mm, so that's per pro Biden. But in the article, uh, legal experts have said Trump's litigation has little chance of changing the outcome. And state officials have said there were no significant irregularities in the November 3rd election. Mm -hmm. That's platitudes. But here's the one that caught me. This is the this is the lie that the media does in this article from Reuters. Meanwhile, Trump supporters faced a possible setback in Pennsylvania. A witness who had raised accusations of ballot tampering recanted his allegations, according to Democrats in Congress who were briefed on the investigation. What are they talking about? That's it. That's all they said in the article. The next paragraph is Trump's accusation of fraud did not appear to gain traction with the public. Nearly 80 percent of Americans, including more than half of Republicans, recognize Biden as a winner, according to a Reuters uh, IPSOS poll. See what they're doing here? Exactly what the PJ Media article said that they were doing is let me read the paragraph again about the recanting. Meanwhile, Trump supporters faced a possible setback in Pennsylvania. See the word possible? There you go. Possible setback. Uh, a witness who had raised accusation of ballot tampering recanted his allegations, according to Democrats in Congress. Okay, now what, what are they alleging? What are they alluding to? They don't say who it was, but what we do know is that whistleblower from the United States Postal Service that I mentioned yesterday, uh, he, was, he, he, under, he signed an affidavit that he witnessed the Postal Service employee supervisor chastising an employee for not uh, post-dating ballots November 3rd when they, uh, because he mistakenly post-dated one November 4th. And the media said he, under oath, recanted his story. Is that what they're alleging? Because they don't say it. They are alluding to. They don't say it. They say that basically that a witness who had raised accusations of ballot tampering recanted his allegations. You see how they plant those seeds in people's minds? They don't tell you anything about what allegations they're talking about, who they're talking about. They just say that he's recanted. If they're mentioning that U.S. Postal Service whistleblower, he didn't recant. He actually is out on video, out on record saying, I didn't recant. And he asked, the, the, I think it was the Washington Post that did the story, that they need to recant. Do you see the media manipulate you? It is a tall order, an election like this especially, to, to turn these results around. But it's a tall order that must be examined. We need to go, the, the Trump administration needs to do as much as they can. So I guess what I'm trying to say is don't let the media manipulate you and don't lose doubt in the Trump administration. They need us now more than any time before to support them mentally, emotionally, uh, financially, if you can, uh, because this, the media is helping the Democrats win this election and they are using psych op processes and campaigns like I just explained to you. I mean, this is so blatantly obvious. Now, I caught it, but how many people wouldn't? How many people just read this and go, oh, really? 
So a witness who raised accusations of Ballantyne recanted those accusations. Now all of a sudden, you're going to see people to go to their workplace and say, ah, did you hear about that guy recanted his allegations? It's all over the place that he recanted his allegations, except he didn't. It's a lie. It's a media lie. All right, enough of the um, – that's your election updates. I know it's kind of went long-winded because there's so much about this that is just not right, and we need to be vigilant. But we need to also understand uh, this is a tall order, and we need to stay strong. We need to stay strong, keep our resolve high, and support this president in his efforts to overturn, in my opinion, this obvious fraud. I, I, I mean, I, I'm praying that he can do it. I'm praying that he can do it. Uh, let's go to what Biden, mm. you know, Biden, uh, if a Biden administration comes to play, uh, here's an article from NPR, Biden will face major limits to his ambitious climate plans. Uh, in his campaign for president, Joe Biden proposed the most aggressive plan to tackle climate change of any major party nominee and made climate justice part of his closing argument. But his goal of making the U.S. carbon neutral by 2050 relies on major action from a Democrat-controlled Congress by a slim majority, uh, which does not appear likely, meaning the Senate, or is at least not certain, again, meaning the Senate, pending the outcome of two runoff Senate races in Georgia in January, like I said, the Senate. It won't be as ambitious, no two ways about it, said Gene Karpinski, president of the League of Conserv Conservation Voters. Sorry, president of the League of Conservation Voters. It won't be as ambitious. No two ways. No, it won't because he won't be able to. Uh, but here's what he wants to do. Reverse Trump rollbacks. The change at the top could not be more dramatic given that President Trump has repeatedly questioned climate science, as a lot of people have, and rollback dozens of Obama-era climate rules as he aims to boost fossil fuel production. A Biden administration could move to reverse much of that. You hear that? So a Biden administration, we, for the first time, and I don't know how long, decades, generations, are energy independent, meaning that we don't rely, we don't have to buy our oil from any other country to fuel the need, the, what, our, what the consumption is in our nation. We actually sell oil now, more oil than other nations do that were oil nations, to other nations. And we still have plenty for ourselves. You think that's going to stay under a Biden? This happened, by the way, under Trump. This is one of his major accomplishments. We became energy dependent. We, didn't, we don't need any other nation in the world for our energy. Do you imagine, could, could, do, you, do you understand how important that is for any nation to be energy independent? Because if some calamity would happen worldwide, we wouldn't have to worry about. In World War II, Japan, one of the reasons Japan lost, and there, there's other reasons, but one of them is they, they did not have the resources to continue. One major resource was rubber. And the United States cut off their rubber supply. And it made it harder and harder for them to manufacture the planes and all the other apparatuses they needed to fight a war. One resource, rubber, was one of those things that prevented the Japanese from being more efficient. And oil, they are not oil. They had to get their oil from elsewhere. So being energy independent is huge, absolutely huge. Uh, reassessing U.S. global leadership is another one. Biden may have more immediately sway. Uh, Biden may have more immediate sway using foreign policy to push to climate action. He has already vowed to rejoin the landmark Paris Climate Agreement as soon as he takes office. This was a bad deal for America. Trump rightfully so pulled out of the climate accord, and now you're going to have Biden go right back into it right back into it. His climate change 
processes will be a catastrophe to the United States. Uh, they will reverse us being energy independent. They will put us into the climate Paris Agreement or the Paris Accord. And, and that means that we will have to, uh, and we'll be the only, we are the only nations that really do this. We'll have to abide by these rules to cut our emissions by certain time frames, And that means we'll have to cut industries right out from under, the, cut them off at the knees, energy industries. When other nations, they won't have to. The United States had to give more and get less because, you know, United States is always the worst. Uh, let's move on. Joe Biden's pandemic plan, restore Obamacare, mandatory mask, paid six, six, paid sick leave, and free COVID-19 tests. Uh, this is another disingenuous article. Free COVID, uh, COVID-19 tests are free now. But all of a sudden now, Biden's going to bring you free COVID-19 tests. The media is going to allow you to think that, or they're going to make you, they're going to want you to think that. They're free now. But that doesn't matter with the Democrats. But restore Obamacare. Yeah, we all loved Obamacare, didn't we? Mm -hmm. And mandatory, mandatory mask. We've already been hearing that buzz. He won't be able to do it, by the way. I mean, he just won't be able to do it. Uh, he's going to have to get the state governors to agree to mask, mandatory masks. And there are 27 states now that are Republican-led. He won't be able to do it. There is no federal law that he can pass for mass, mandating masks. It won't pass. It won't pass the Senate, and it would go to the Supreme Court, and it won't pass the Supreme Court. It's all nothing more than empty platitudes for those who are so fearful of the point zero 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 six five percent death rate in this country that they're wearing masks alone in their car with the windows up. And by the way, their COVID-19 tests are free, but here's where you may have to pay. This is from an article because this is what you're going to hear. Uh, Joe Biden wants free COVID-19 tests, but they're already free. No, they're not free. No, they are free. No, here's how come they're not free. For those hospitalized with COVID-19, the focus is getting unhealthy and alive, but once discharged, there's a potential for huge medical costs. Well, wait a minute, but that has nothing to do with the, 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 the test. So what they're saying, what they're trying to say is, yes, oh, yes, the, the tests are free. But if you come back positive, it's going to cost money. Well, what's that have to do with the free tests? The tests are free. You know, this is one of the reasons why our, our um, infection rate is so high in America, because the tests are free and more people are taking the tests. It's called logic. Please, please, people, use it. Please, please. Uh, and then, you know, Biden's uh, COVID-19 advisor. Did you know there are COVID-19 advisors out there? Yep, yep, Biden has one. Biden COVID-19 advisor urges four to six week nationwide lockdown. Yeah, yeah. So you can look forward to a Biden presidency of wanting to force masks on your face because, you know, science, science and all. Mask on your face and another four to six week lockdown. Well, you know, some people are like, woo. Woohoo! I get to go back home for a month and a half. Woohoo! But it won't work. It didn't work before. What makes anyone think? You know, here, here's the lockdown nonsense, right? The lockdown nonsense. All right, four to six week lockdowns nationwide. Uh, how does the federal government do that, by the way? Uh, you got to pass a law. But four to six week lockdown nationwide, except for essential workers. What? Wait, what? That means they're going to be out. That means they're going to spread the virus. They're going to go home. They're going to go to work. They're going to come home. Wait a minute. What about the grocery stores? Remember the lockdown before? The grocery stores were open. And don't forget, the liquor stores were open. And by golly, they better stay open. <laughs> so, so how are you going to do that? What do they think is going to happen? 
people are still going to go out. Are you really going to force everyone in America, 330 million plus people, to stay in their house? Are you crazy? You think that's going to work? It's more BS platitudes from the left. So what, because the vaccine that's coming, by the way, woohoo, I'm not even going to get into that, but they're going to force that down your throat. Literally, you're probably going to have to take the vaccine whether you want to or not. That's what they're going to try to do. But none of this will come to fruition. All they're doing right now is just telling the people what they want to hear, but they're giving us, those of us who are in the know, those of us who see it, they're giving us insight of what they're going to do and how they're going to govern. And it's just amazing amazing that they actually actually uh, have support there are millions and millions of people who think everybody should wear a mask um, and that they work you know sure they work into a point there are millions and millions of people who think we should have a lockdown and there are millions and millions and millions of people who have no idea that the death rate for this virus is point zero 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 six five one not even a tenth of a percent and we want to biden's gonna lock us down and you know what he's gonna do he's gonna give you money oh people are gonna like that he's gonna give some more stimulus packages it'll, it'll now come through but the senate may be the problem because he doesn't have the senate everything that he's talking about is all nonsense because if he doesn't have the senate none of this happens do you really think republican governors are going to take pressure from joe biden to 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 have a mask mandate no here's another one this is from trending politics biden plans to create an army of 100,000 culturally competent contract tracers yeah so if as if lockdowns enforced mask mandates aren't enough there's another chilling detail of the hellish authoritarian state that joe biden kamala harris will preside over if he is installed into the white house get ready for the creation of an army of political office enforcers who will be imbued with the power of the federal government to act as contact tracers to keep tabs on Americans under the pretense of fighting COVID. They're going to continue to use COVID to suppress you. The Democrats are. And why shouldn't they? It worked. That's how they got, I mean, it worked with the election. If it wasn't for COVID, we wouldn't be having this conversation about Biden, president-elect this, president-elect that. If it weren't for COVID, it'd be all over. Because COVID is what it's, the, the Democrats' gift is a gift to them, but they can, they can suppress you. They can use COVID as like, well, you want people to die? You want your Aunt May to die? Ugh, makes me sick, makes me sick. I'm not even gonna get into what the Biden administration um, would do with uh, uh, foreign policy. Maybe another show. This, um, let's move this one on. And I have one last segment I want to go over. Um, so the, the Democrats, you see, the law, the law of unintended uh, consequences for Democrats are just astounding. They never understand the outcome, their, what their actions do, the, the, the eventual outcomes. Or, you know, I'll give you a story. Back in San Francisco many, many years ago, I used to live in the Bay Area. They had a problem with, and this is decades ago. They had a problem with 
the homeless urinating and defecating on the street. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, it does, because they still have that problem. So that, this, again, decades ago, this was their solution. Their solution was city council, hey, we got a problem, or actually, you know, uh, businesses to the city council, hey, we got a problem. These homeless people are defecating, urinating in front of our stores. Can you do something about it? What do you want us to do about it? They're, they're people. They're people, you know, I know, but they're hurting our business. Can you help us out? Can you do something? Because people not wanting to step in shit to come into our store. They're refusing to go out because, you know, they gotta, nobody wants to step in shit. They're human beings. For God's sakes, God, have you no humanity. Okay, can we do something about it? Any ideas? I got an idea, a, con a council member says. What is it, council member batshit crazy? Ah, uh, let's do this. Let's put porta potties throughout the city. Porta potties throughout the city? Why, that's a smashing idea. But this is San Francisco, so they got to be pretty, pretty, pretty porta potties. I like that idea, pretty, pretty porta potties. What, what, what do you mean by pretty? Well, how about this? You know those old fashioned phone booths in England? Yeah, those look pretty cool. Why don't we make them look like that? And we'll paint them hunter green so they kind of blend in with the environment. Green's environmental, right? Yeah, that's perfect. I love this idea. Here's a blank check. Go, go buy these porta potties. Put them everywhere on every corner. A porta potty for all. They'll be no longer stepping in shit to come into your store, sir, because we've solved the problem. We're going to put porta potties throughout the community. Ah, that's great. Porta potties. How much does it cost? Doesn't matter. Shut up. Sit down. Okay. Porta potties go up, and guess what happens? Well, I think you know the story. The homeless people continue to defecate and urinate elsewhere because they don't care about porta potties. And now prostitutes and drug dealers and addicts are using the porta potties for their profession and their practices. Long story short, porta potties went away because Democrats never understand the law of unattended consequences. Black Lives Matter is moving forward to it. So Black Lives Matters, the Democrats using them to uh, riot, loot, uh, basically scare the crap out of everybody, and basically to, to shut everybody down. You remember there's a video out there of BLM. This is after the election, walking through a city street where there's a bunch of cafes, sidewalk cafes, and I think Ann Arbor, Michigan, or somewhere in Michigan, you know, with their fist up, doing their no justice, no whatever it is. And the patrons, which were mostly white, put their hands up in the air in solidarity, Black Lives Matter, because they're scared. So now here's Black Lives Matter. They sent a letter to the Democrats or to Joe Biden, dated November 7, 2020. To the Honorable Joseph Biden and the Honorable Kamala Harris. Okay, I know, I know. I could go on about that, but I won't. Uh, via electronic mail only. Uh, dear President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris, congratulations on your election to the presidency and vice presidency of the United States. Like so many, we are relieved that the Trump era government is coming to a close. As we celebrate his electoral demise, we also know that his political exit does not ensure an end to the intolerable conditions faced by the black people in America. A well-thought-out, community-driven, fully-resourced agenda that addresses the particular challenges facing the black people must be a top priority. We are requesting a meeting with you both to discuss the expectations that we have for your administration and the commitments that must be made to black people. Without the resounding support of black people, we would be saddled with a very different electoral outcome. 
In short, black people won this election alongside black-led organizations around the nation. Black Lives Matters invested heavily in this election. Vote and organize became our motto, and our electoral justice efforts reached more than 60 million voters. We want something for our vote. Yeah, you hear that? that la this is the second paragraph. There's more. But they, the last sentence in that paragraph, we want something for our vote. Forget the fact that Trump got more of the black vote this time than he did last time. Actually, forget the fact that Trump got more minority votes than probably any other Republican president in history. But it goes on. Well, I shouldn't say that. Well, you know, back in the 1800s, blacks overwhelmingly voted Republican. So let's, let's say modern history. But it goes on. We want to be heard and our agenda to be prioritized. We issue these expectations, not just because black people are the most consistent and reliable voters for Democrats, but also because black people are truly living in crisis in a nation that was built on our subjugation. Up until this point, the United States has refused to directly reckon with the way that it devalues black people and devastates our lives. This cannot continue. Black people can neither afford to live through the vitriol of a Trump-like presidency nor through the indifference of a Democrat-controlled government that refuses to wrestle with its most egregious and damnable shame. Did Keith Oberman write this? But anyway, I digress. Next paragraph. President-elect Biden and Vice President-elect Harris, both of you discussed addressing systemic racism as central to your election campaign. Both of you also expressed regrets regarding your record on issues impacting black people. The best way to ensure that you remedy past missteps and work towards a more just future for black people, and by extension, all people, is to take your direction from black grassroots organizers that have been engaged in this work for decades with a legacy that spans back to the first arrival of enslaved Africans. We look forward to meeting with you at your convenience to begin the immediate work of black liberation. We would like to be actively engaged in your transition teams, planning and policy work. Again, congratulations on your win. Uh, let's get to work. Most sincerely, Patrice Coulars on behalf of the Black Lives Matter Global Network. There you have it. They want their piece of the pie. As they said, we want something for our vote. Oh, it's not extortion when they do it. I mean, come on. They, all, they went out there and they destroyed cities for the Democrats. Of course, now the Democrats are starting to say, wait a minute, uh, we got to rebuild these cities that, yes, uh, these riots did got to tear down. So, yeah, all right, you go, Black Lives Matters. You go. You've got an, if Biden can pull it off and, you know, uh, as each day goes by, the media has us thinking more and more looks like he will. You, you know, well, if they don't, though, if the Biden administration doesn't acquiesce to your, your, uh, demands what happens oh you're gonna riot aren't you that's right because that's what you've been doing so it's not again it's extortion it's like the mafia comes in hey it's a nice story you got here you guys heard the story right mafia comes in hey it's a you know this is what was this was mafia fraud uh you know when it came to trash collecting this is kind of the the best analogy hey you know uh we want you to sign over with this trash company no it's twice as expensive as the one we we're using we can't afford that oh it's a nice store you got here be shamed if something happened to it shamed if it burned down in it 
Well, that's what Black Lives Matter is doing. They are using mafia tactics against the Democrats. So congratulations, Democrats. This is what you have brought us. Nice work. Thank you for listening to this segment of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. It is casual day here. So put on a ball cap, a T-shirt, go outside, beautiful weather. Even if it's raining, you're not going to melt. I guarantee it because you're a Republican or you're a conservative, a libertarian, and they don't melt. That would be the snowflake leftist. They melt. If it's raining outside and you're a leftist, don't go. Don't go outside because you'll melt. And again, thank you for listening to us. Please do check us out on our website, thepbopodcast.com. All of our social media links are there. I'm very active on Twitter. We'd love to see you there and interact with me, but also on Parler. You know, a lot of people are leaving Twitter for Parler, and I've been a lot more active on Parler lately, as well as Facebook. Please go to our Facebook page and like it. It is facebook.com slash thepblpodcast. And you can also find my page, my E. Vandervliet page on Facebook as well, under E. Vandervliet. And, of course, visit our YouTube channel and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Help us move up in those algorithms. And if you're listening to us on Apple iTunes, uh, please follow and subscribe us on there and give us a five-star rating. Again, it'll move us up in the algorithms, and that's how you can help the show. If you want to help the show out financially, you can do that too. Go to patreon.com slash the PBL podcast. It's in uh, my links on my website, the, uh, the PBL podcast.com. And you can buy a membership anywhere from a dollar a month to $10,000 a month. If you buy a $10,000 a month uh, membership, me love you a long time. Me love you a long time. Woody and I both say thank you very much for your listenership. We appreciate you like you just will never know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. PBL Podcast Politics and Brown Lincoln.